broadcasting from the Third Coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios. This is The Hango Show. I don't mean to. Tariqa, don't talk about the Jews. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. I'm your host, Hango Wooden, back again with me this week is Tariqa. How are you doing, Tariqa? I'm doing well. Thanks from, for having from, me. From How her, are you? From your underground bunker. You're getting, mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking of nuclear holocausts, you're all ready. Don't judge me. <laughs> I'm prepared. That's it. I'm not a prepper. I'm just always prepared. There's a, exactly. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. No, what we want to talk about this week is because uh, it's kind of what cemented us together, I guess, it's kind of as friends, is, is our love for 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 horror movies, really, uh, or just anything yeah. creepy, crawly, scary, creepy, ooey-gooey stuff, you know, it's, it's, we all kind of, that and our pretty mutual shared interest in most musical groups. I think yeah. was what really kind of got us clicking together in conversations. That and cigarettes. Yeah. We used to burn some cigarettes. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so you want to start at the beginning? What was of what what decade do you want to start in? Are we going to go to Nesferatu? Are we going to go that far back? <laughs> I mean, we, we can. Like, I, I'm not, you Let's know. Let's not be horror historians. <laughs> well, that's just it. I, you know, I get it. Like, F.W. Murnau, like, his his film, Nosferatu, was really scary at the time, I'm sure. And it really did influence the genre a lot. Um, however... 2020, not 1920, and I don't think it's very relevant anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I, mean, I don't it's... think that it it's going to scare anyone who watches it. <laughs> I'm going to kick this cat ass. You just don't even know. You just it's the third even time know. since we started this conversation that you've had to get up and shut the door or open the door. Oh, my God. Oh, He's man. just the worst. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, horror didn't really well it doesn't really start grabbing me until about um the 50s i guess um and that probably is due to and i'm sure you because you know you're around my same age uh have a love for mystery science theater 3000 oh yeah that was Wait, i think that's (laughs) where every you know b horror movie fan just got their love of it from yeah i think that because i mean um horror was introduced to me kind of in my formative years mm-hmm. you know because i had a a mom who now is terrified of her own shadow but growing up i mean she we watched every friday the 13th we watched the howlings we watched all those you know and it was kind of like that was a normal thing to watch you know, it, yeah, it was never it was never like a um off limits thing, you know. Yeah, like my mother, she loved uh she loved Stephen King and she introduced me to uh Vincent Price. Now keeps it on the Hallmark channel year round. Yeah. So I mean, would not watch a horror thing if you begged her to. Same here. I mean, I don't know 
because she, my mom used to take us like haunted hay rides, haunted houses. Yeah. Every October, we know we had, we had, we hit the rounds of the usuals we always went to. And, um, I think she'd probably still do that now, but not, not as open to it. Um, cause most of them are just so kooky and, and like B filmish around here talking about this Mr. Science Theater 3000, the most jank oh. up. Stuff. Okay, so I remember going to this one, and it was actually a bit creepy on the inside, but they all end the same, which is with a dude, dude. Chasing, chasing you with a chainsaw. That's it. <laughs> and every time, I'm going to sprint until I fall, and then I'm going to pay a little. Every time. <laughs> So get that one, that one little squirt of pee there, just to yep. liven up those cool fall nights, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Happy Halloween, everyone! You know, going a little tangent here on on haunted. There's like there's like these extra. I guess just because it's the 2000s now, like there's been this whole rash of like extreme haunted houses, like where they grab that. people and they spray you with water and put you in a. a walk-in freezer for, for an hour. It's just crazy, crazy shit. Well, and you can you can pay for, like, a submersive horror experience oh, yeah. where they will come and kidnap you from your home and no. you'll wake up in a coffin. And it's crazy. Just some nightmare bullshit that people will pay, like, 500 bucks for. Yeah, not me. I'm going to pass on that one. And I'm just like, you guys get some cocaine and a stripper and just <laughs> at home. It's not gonna. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, I'm with you because I, no, I never was like one of these, you know, kids in, in high school that just was all about horror. If it was a decent looking horror movie coming on, I want to give it a shot. If it's a shitty looking horror movie coming on, I'm really gonna give it a shot, just because I, yeah. I guess, <laughs> just because you right. lit up when I said that, just because I. You know, in high school, I got I got so used to watching Mystery Science Theater three thousand because most of my jobs I had in high school, you know, of course you didn't get off work till nine thirty, ten, eleven o'clock at night, so you were coming home from work, get a shower, and you turn on uh, the Sci Fi Channel late at night, and that's what's on, and so you got introduced yeah. to these these three morons cracking wise at old, <laughs> old horror movies or old Sci Fi movies or whatever they were. So yeah, that yeah. Kind of, I mean, it was you know, it was always either fantasy, sci-fi, or horror. And you know, as growing up a nerd who whose mom didn't allow her to go very many places, these nerds were my friends. Yeah, like, they, they liked the same kind of weird stuff I liked, and helped me to be more clever. I agree. You know, hearing them, you know, I guess I, I, I wouldn't really. I don't think I was really that witty in high school. I was just kind of, uh, kind of kept to myself, you know, yeah. not what you see now where I'm just 90 miles an hour, my hair on fire all the time. Yeah. No, but yeah. So I got to kind of see, you know, oh, I'm developing wit watching these, watching these three idiots on, on TV, you know? And, and I think that's kind of what me and you clicked on a lot of times because no matter what I said, you always like, yep. And also this, and you just try to one up me every time. <laughs> you know, that comes from being friends with Mona. Like oh, yeah. that is pretty much what our whole, any conversation of ours is based on is let me one up your punchline. Like we, yeah. Just tag it one more we, time. Uh-huh. 
All right, so yeah, so Mystery Science Theater really turned me on to the the shitty B horror movies and whatnot. Um, well, and you know, we both grew up in the eighties. You know, you mentioned watching um, is Friday the Thirteenth. Right. I'm sure you watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, you know, these were very popular movies when we were kids. We were probably too young to be watching oh, yes. them, which made it even better to get to watch it. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, it gets you before before your concept of how you are going to be in the world has fully formed, and you're still thinking, "I don't know, man. Could a dude come and get me with an knife hand in my dreams? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's a possibility. I, I mean, <laughs> Mom says no, but she doesn't know everything. Yes, uh, you know the. <sighs> What was horror like in the sixties and seventies? You're, you're much more well versed on that than I. Am. Um, I was okay. So like, uh, oh, there was a really good one. Um, with uh, uh, Bridget uh, Burgess Meredith. Yeah. Um, do you know who that is? Yeah, Mickey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it had him in it, and it was called Burnt Offering. It was about this house. It was real creepy. Um, and this, this family moves in to, uh, take care of the house for the summer and shit goes sideways and, uh, the house starts attacking them and, um, but not in a, uh, house sort of way. Right. Like, not I got like you. that movie. Um, <laughs> Which was a great no, movie. If you've lot- never seen house, that oh, is a fantastic okay. movie. So good. It came out like in um, 87, 88, maybe somewhere around that there. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's, it, if you haven't seen the movie House from like the mid to late 80s, you need to watch it. It's it's fantastic. But no, this one, it's, you know, it's a 70s, so it's more of a slow burn. Um, there's a, a lot of credits in the beginning, like in every... Why did they do that in the 70s and the 80s? They just run like two and a half full minutes of credits before the film. I know. And nobody gives a shit. But, um, yeah, that's a really good one. Um, you know, 60s, 60s films were, uh, you know, lots of, lots of, lots of monster movies. Yeah. Oh, we forgot um, about like Vincent Price, of course. I mean, that was from the fifties, you know. Yeah, late forties, uh, early fifties. Yes, God. Um, I think the very first film I saw of his was House on Haunted Hill. Oh yeah, and it. I, I was like mm, maybe six or seven. And keep in mind, I had already seen Nightmare on Elm Street. This movie kept me awake for three nights. I thought I was going to find heads in my closet every time I opened it. It's I such was a good so movie. Terrified. But looking back yes. now, it's so you know they were working on what they had as far as yeah. like because all the effects are practical effects. You know, oh, so yeah. I mean, it looks kind of campy now looking back at it. But when I was a kid, that was like holy shit! They're dipping somebody in acid, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that's just it. The, the the reactions that the women have are just so fucking maudlin and over the top, and just, oh, you know, just I have the vapors, and you know, just uh nobody is that fragile. Um, but besides that, 
I yeah, I don't have any complaints about that movie. I I, I watched it not that long ago, oh, yeah. and I was like, wow, this shit still holds up. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's, it, it was a fan. It's a fantastic movie to begin with, you know. But it was something super out of this world, especially as I, would, I would imagine back in the fifties. People are like, what the fuck are we watching? You know? Yeah. Um. Seventies. Uh, what you had? Uh, Wicker Man. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh. When when was uh Last House on the Left? Yeah, was that last, that was that was that, yeah that was seventies. That, that was has, also uh, what's his name? Um, Nightmare on Elm Street director. Oh um, whose whose name is escaping me right Robert now? Robert England? No, not Robert England. No, nope. he played Freddy. Um, the, the the director Wes Craven. Got it. Yes, Wes Craven. <laughs> yes. Um, he also well he did a million films that I like. Um, but in, whenever he did last house on the left, I mean, everybody was just like, what in the, what in the fuck is this man? Like, this is a flat out torture porn. That's what it, this is sick. That's what I was going to say. It's probably one of the most disturbing scenes to me ever in any film was the rape scene from last house on the left. It was, it was so visceral yeah I mean, it was like it was like somebody was filming you know this girl getting raped and i'm like hold on this is i'm not i mean i was in high school when i first time i saw it and i was still not ready for it that was it was yeah, so like, beyond the guys, pale party foul yeah yeah <laughs> really yeah it was um, insane you know and i would argue a lot i have had lots of other horror fans argue with me on this but I would say that the movie Deliverance started the whole nightmare vacation slash uh, creeps in the woods genre. Well, like Wes Craven had the hills had eyes in the seventies or eighties, whenever the original came yeah. out. You know, so that was kind of along the same lines as that. Um, right. Yeah. I, Deliverance is sort of a horror movie. I mean, it, it, it's not a, it's not a good time movie. That's <laughs> That's for no. sure. Well, and I mean, it's it's a suspense, it's thriller, uh, and there are some very fucking horrific things oh, yeah. that happen. If that's not horror, I don't know what is. Right. Um. What was the other big ones in the seventies? Um. Help me out here. Oh, um. The uh, the the Black Christmas movie franchise started i'm not familiar with that one uh that it's fine (laughs) i mean it's like it's nothing great it's not bad it's just you know it just is titties out girls getting slashed it's you know you've seen it before um it happens at christmas time that's the only there you go (laughs) no yeah like the 80s is of course that's when i was no i was born born in the early 80s so, yeah, tell me some of your favorites. Oh my god! From well, the I mean, 80s. It, it was all just you know, the eighties was like a time of of cocaine and Reaganomics and excess and you know, yes. exploding of money. You know, so I think the movies kind of reflect that a lot of the ways. You know, you have promiscuous kids going to camp on Friday the Thirteenth. You know. And I guess I'm more partial to Friday the 13th, not just because, not, not just, not just like, oh, Jason was the best. It was just that 
that's what that's what I watched that was available to me. Yeah. So I watched Friday the thirteenth and I you know <laughs> I went back in high school and watched them again. And it's not so much the story because there is no fucking story. It's, right. it's just a slasher movie. It's so un like it's not cohesive in the least. No. Like and uh I forget which one it is, but I, I, I just rewatched them not that long ago, like all of them. And there's one where he's they're in a cemetery and it was like the kid from the previous movie like goes out there and he sticks a, a stick in, in the ground in Jason or something and then lightning hits it and boom, he comes back to life yep. killing kids. There you like, go. I mean, it's just, they don't even try after a certain <laughs> I love, point and I love it. I like, love I just like it. watching all the, no, going back and rewatching them because they're not scary anymore mm-hmm. is like watching the kills that he does. <laughs> I told you before about him. The one where he grabs the dude, he's the dude's in a sleeping bag, he picks him up and hits him against a tree. That Foley artist sounds like he just like smacked a bag of potatoes with a bat. Like, swap. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. He just like picked him up like a sack of taters and threw him against the tree. Shit like that you know, just makes me laugh. It shouldn't make me laugh. But it does because it's not real. (laughs) Well, I think it should. And I think that's his purpose is for you to find these horror movie villains and monsters funny, kind of endearing in a way. Mm. Like, yeah, um, because seriously, I mean, uh, Freddie makes makes his little puns and shit and. Michael yeah. Myers just stands there and bees all, bees all creepy, just standing yeah. looking at you. you yeah. know? Um, and in Pumpkinhead, for instance, there's this one scene where they are calling for their friend. They think she's right outside the window. Pumpkinhead's holding her head right outside the window. And, <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, what are you doing? And then he rubs her head back and forth a little bit more and then smashes it through the window. And they're just like, ah! <laughs> but it's so funny. She's like, "Hey, I'm here." No, I'm not. Boom. <laughs> I really shouldn't. Why am I laughing at that stuff? I think it's just because I could picture in my head the movie and just how campy and dumb it was. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, and you know that that is the thing with horror. Like, it's so silly. It's so campy and none of it is even remotely believable except when you suspend disbelief and you just get into the moment and if you were able to do that as a kid you're still able to do it as an adult yeah. if, you, if you if you practice right you know my wife has got no interest in any horror movies Oh, yeah, if they're not wearing a dress from the 17th century. Let me tell you, yesterday I was like, there's a movie I want to see. I've heard nothing but good things about it. What what is it? I said, The Witch. I said, Tariqa's told me it's great. I really need to watch it. So I pull it up, and I'm reading the description of it. I'm like, oh, you may want to like this. She goes, why? I said, it's set in like 1638 New England. She goes, don't watch it. I want to watch it with you. I'm like, well, there we go. So we made it a period piece horror movie. Now she's in. You know, uh, yeah, that might scare the pee out of her. Good. She needs it. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> no, I think like the uh, like a ninety one or ninety two Jason Goes to Hell came out. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the intro to that one. It was, you know, the chick in the convertible and she's driving out to Camp Crystal Lake by herself and she um uh she she gets to the cabin and goes to sleep and then she gets woke up by a sound at night and she runs outside in the woods and Jason's stalking her and all of a sudden all these floodlights come on. It's a tactical team there with <laughs> Grenade launchers and shit. It was all a ruse to get Jason to come out in the open so they could take him down. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. Yeah, but the whole first part of the no, movie, I... the whole first, like the first fifteen minutes is just. It was a tactical insertion by by this paramilitary group that used this woman as bait to draw Jason out into the woods, and she was an agent herself. And like these floodlights come on in the woods, and they all light him up with machine gun fire, and they hit him with a grenade, he blows up. And then he gets taken to the morgue, and he possesses the guy in the morgue. Spoiler alert, by the way, he possesses the guy in the morgue by getting into eighties heart or something. It's it's just it's it's off the rails banana cuckoo. So yeah, I couldn't tell you how many splinter groups that kill supernatural monsters I've been invited <laughs> to join in the south. You know, um, so there's I a million of them. Where that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially after True Blood, and we we found out that vampires were in fact real. Um, no, like I, yeah, stuff like that is so silly, and I, I'm here for it all day. Oh like, yeah, if, if if it can just entertain me, like it doesn't have to scare me. Yeah, that's usually what I want a horror movie for, but sometimes not. Like sometimes it can just be funny, or you know, just entertain me in some way. Oh, let's go back for a second. Okay. Because we need to, um, we kind of skip past like the 70s and 80s section of uh, Stephen King, one of our favorite writers. Ah, That's yeah. why all his movies started coming out from adaptations and whatnot. You hate The Shining. Yes. You hate Stanley Kubrick. I do. Why do you hate Stanley Kubrick so bad? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the, I guess hate is a very strong word. What I, did he yeah. do to you? Tell everybody what Stanley Kubrick did to you. He wouldn't be my friend. No, that ain't it. He got no, you grounded. Um, <laughs> look. <laughs> everybody that has seen the movie Eyes Wide Shut is going to feel my pain on this. But yeah, that motherfucker got me grounded <laughs> because I went to see Eyes Wide Shut with my friends Alexis and Beasley. And the, yeah, it was a late show. It lasted fucking four and a half days for most the best <laughs> I can remember. And then I get home past curfew and my mom is ready to beat my ass off. Just because you watched Eyes Wide Shut. And I was like, it was a shitty movie. I completely regret doing it. <laughs> It'll ground me over it, too. So you didn't like The Shining. Um, no, that being said, you know, I, I can't say I hate Stanley Kubrick because uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is Full Metal Jacket. I forgot yeah. all about that. Yeah. I watched that probably 500 times while I was in high school. And that's a horror movie within itself. You know, it's, actual, yeah. it's actual real life horror of war, right. you know. Um, but you said you didn't care for The Shining. 
No. Um, I, well, you know, simply because of, I didn't, I didn't feel as though it, it captured. The it might've well. been yeah, right. It did, I, I don't feel like it honored the book very well. I feel like maybe on its own, if I wasn't expecting something, I would have found it to be a good movie and very artsy and, you know, ahead of its time even, but I, I don't know. I feel like that's one of those that people try and read so much into. And I'm like, guys, it's just not fucking there. Like he was just a bit pretentious sometimes and that's fine. Um, but yeah, stop trying to read all this shit into it. It's not there. Yeah. Um, there has been speaking of eyes wide shut. Um, you know, there's like, conspiracy going around that each scene in Eyes Wide Shut uh, is supposed to be symbolic of a degree of Scottish Rite Freemasonry. But I think a lot of this is just some people reading way too much into stuff. I think they're just trying to find a <laughs> they're trying to find a way to make to connect the dots. You okay? Getting all choked up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I think that people are really butthurt that they don't know everything that goes on within the Masons, because these fuckers are so secretive. (laughs) I mean, we may as well. Um, You know I am uh, one, right? Yeah, and these fuckers (laughs) won't tell anybody anything, and it makes people batshit crazy. They just want to know. And I get it. I'm not in that club, so I can't know. And that's fine with me. It does not chat my ass in the least that I can't know. But some people, it fucking does. And because of it, well, you just worship the devil. And that's, that's what I've not been told. Their fault. I've been told so many times that I worship the devil and I eat babies and I'd be ashamed of myself, you know. Well, you ought to love Jesus more than that. <laughs> and you feel too, Josh. I serve. Sorry. All right. So what Stephen King adaptations do you think were were worthy that 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 represented the book well? Believe it or not, uh the newest uh Pet Cemetery. Mm, okay. Um I, I really enjoyed it. Uh they, they switched a couple of things around. Nothing that messed up the story. Um just it just made it more um Appropriate for now in gotcha. film form. Um, and uh, let's see here. I didn't mind the Needful Things movie. Okay. What about the, um, about the I, Stan miniseries? You know, I, I will say whenever it came out at the time, oh, man, it was one of my favorites. Um, but, yeah, it was real... It's real cringy, real cheesy. Um, you know, it's those 90s effects. Like, they can't help it. Yeah. They worked with what they had. Um, but there is currently, um, it, it just wrapped up on CBS, um, a, a newsstand okay. uh, miniseries. And it has um, Alexander Skarsgård, um, not the one that played Pennywise, but the other one. Um, and, yeah, it's it's really, good. really good. It's worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Um, what else? So you go to the 90s. 
You've got um, Jeepers Creepers. I was, see, I was going like early 90s. For, I was thinking like Leprechaun. Nine, 976 Evil. But also Leprechaun. It's the 90s. It's, that's one of my favorite lines <laughs> I ever. Know. Hey, it's the 90s. A young Jennifer Aniston in yeah. Leprechaun. Wearing her mom jeans being sassy <laughs> as fuck. You go, queen. That's it. Um, what else was in the night? Oh, Scream. If you consider the, if you consider oh, it a horror yeah. movie, it's like it's like yeah. a teen horror movie more than anything else. I guess really. I mean, it was targeted yeah, toward it was t- targeted toward my my age group in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, you know, I will say, Wes Craven is he's a he yeah very clever dude. Um, has written a lot of super clever horror films. Um. And that one, I feel like, maybe got too much hype, and therefore now people don't give it enough credit. Mm. But it absolutely was just tongue-in-cheek the whole way, poking fun at itself. I, I, I think the first one and the fourth one were amazing films. Yeah, I think that's what was so good about it, was it was the characters in the movie kind of doing a wink and nod to the movie they were already in, which, yeah. is, which is like you said, like you said, it was just poking fun at the horror genre to begin with, you know, and which is what also was in, um, cabin in the woods. You know, that was the thing that yeah. made, made that one so funny. Uh, you know, it was, yeah. You know what, what I just remember? Pepper and Dale versus <laughs> what? We did not talk about in the eighties, evil dead, evil dead Two, army of darkness, that's just it. Okay, this is so vast. You said, hey, maybe we talk about horror movies. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> any of like, them. Any of them. This is, but I, I need to talk about all of them. Um, <laughs> I'm just talking about the ones I, I, I love, like Evil Dead 2. I loved Army of Darkness. You know, so I mean, okay. I, want, I didn't want to forget those because that was like, those two of my others favorites. That are, that are so campy. So clever, so campy, so <laughs> clever. Really well written, proper, scary, but also but scary but funny. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean they they had it had it wasn't just like a gore fest or anything. It, it was you know there was <clears throat> the scary parts that funny tags to them, funny parts that had horror tags to them. It was it was really good. Mm-hmm. And just Bruce no, Campbell agree. in general. I mean, I I watch Burn Notice because of Bruce Campbell. Come on. <laughs> you and my dad. Yeah, I love Bruce Campbell. Oh. God, <laughs> he's got a strong chin. He does. Uh, he um, does. What else in the eighties tickled your um, fancy? What? Let's see here. I mean, anything else notable? Well, I guess you know John Carpenter was doing a lot of stuff then. I guess oh, I guess we didn't even that talk about been... the Abyss or 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 the Thing. Oh yeah, that that's another great. See, this... all of these directors, all of these directors do so many things. I know, and it yeah, they live. If you consider that horror or not? Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's horror comedy. Right. But yeah, 
another great John Carpenter flick um, with a six and a half minute fucking long fight scene. <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper with, in the front of it. And Lou Gossett. I mean, just so <laughs> in bows, man. Oh, man. Let's see here. Uh, 2001, 9-11 happened. Never forget. The real horror show. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when... It's, it goes back to there's always been speculation that certain certain monsters are based on current fears in in the time you know about how Frankenstein was supposed to represent the industrial revolution reason the peasants came and killed him um you know that Dracula represents Jewish migration through Europe you know big nosed guys gonna come suck the blood out of everybody. You kind of see it throughout history. Whatever's happening in real life, we kind of make monsters to represent them. Yeah. Whether it be through a therapy we're doing for ourselves, or whether it just be, God, I don't know, Hollywood cashing in on problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because one of my favorite writers, Chuck Palahniuk, uh, he had a he had a book. He has a book called Survivor, and they were actually getting ready to start uh, pre production on making a movie based on Survivor. Well, the whole book of Survivor is a guy telling his story into a black box on a plane he had hijacked. So when 9-11 happened, that movie got canceled right out the gate. I mean, it did not... There's been rumors and talk about them bringing it back, but as of right now, there's nothing's happened. No. And I wish they would because that's a brilliant book. Oh, it's like, fantastic. You know, it starts out and, you know, on, well, I, I guess it starts out at the end because like, the pages, pages go, go backwards. Right. Order. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I actually just read that again not that long ago. This is a great like, book. Man, this is a, yeah. Um, so in, two, in the 2000s, trying to think back to what kicked off. Oh, God. Well, you know, but let's go. Let's go back to the 80s okay. because we also missed Poltergeist mm. and The Exorcist. Oh, yeah, um, yes. And, God. you know, those are, I think, because the 21st century was looming. Lots of people thought that the world would literally end mm-hmm. in the year 2000, um, especially in the South. I don't know if that was the same all over the world, but I know that I heard a lot of people in the southeastern United States saying, well, Jesus is coming. This is the end. Now Y2K. Be ready. Y2K. The house shit. is in order. That's it. Um, but, yeah, and I think that there was a lot of, you know, your kids are going to be taken away by evil spirits like something evil like a demon or a ghost or the one world government or whatever it might be uh, yeah yeah or you know people worshiping the devil because there was a really big satanic oh yeah um and yeah i think that that really influenced a lot of cinema oh absolutely um like it kind of played off whatever was going on with it. I mean, they're going to cash, you know, any kind of business is going to cash in on whatever fads are going on. Um, you know, I mean, 
remember being a kid and like there'd be G.I. Joe or Ninja Turtles. There was always the knockoffs that you found at the dollar store. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I, I think a lot of times Hollywood either apes the fear that's going on, or they try to make a knockoff of something that's already happening in, in the movie yeah, industry. When they should really just say, you know what, I don't need some little kids in a dollar store saying, but mama, I don't want Kung Fu Wizards. I want Ninja <laughs> Turtles. Um, like if they, <laughs> What's Army if Heroes? They what is this? It's like, yeah. Joe, son, pick it up. <laughs> it's his Army Hero. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of, you know, and then... I mean, 9-11 stopped production on a lot of movies that were going on. Even like uh, it's not horror, but when they, the first Spider-Man was coming out, the last scene was supposed to be filmed on top of the Twin Towers, and they had to go back and reshoot what they had shot already. You know, oh wow, because for for you know five six years they couldn't show anything with the Twin Towers on it. Stuff was yeah. removed from TV shows and whatnot. Um, so I'm trying to think what was big in 2000s Twilight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> if I it's horror, well, I would think of like those shitty ass uh, final. Like there was this really big drought as far as mainstream horror went. Like mm. you know, you had like fucking Final Destination oh, movies God. and yeah. Saw and like oh, we Hostel. Need, we need to talk about those because and, and True Blood. If you consider that horror, it was a yeah. vampire show. You know. Uh, came out in the, the mid two thousands. I I did watch the entire thing. Like I watched the first series and then, or like the first season, and then I was just like, God damn it! Because I was already in it. Like I had already no. spent enough time that I was just like, damn it! I guess I'll keep going. And seriously, by like season three, I was done with it, and I. Fight watch the entire rest of the show. I was like, no, I will finish this. They will not beat me. I don't care how fucking ridiculous it gets. Yeah. And it got pretty ridiculous. <laughs> they made hepatitis V. And I'm not spoiling anything whenever I say that. That's how predictable this writing is. Now, see, Tinker read the books. And then, or she was reading the books while watching like the first couple of seasons, I guess, whenever she would mm-hmm. bottom them up. And so she kind of knew what was coming up. I was just sitting in the living room because she had it on, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I watched it to the point that, um, Sookie passed out, Find out, knocked out, whatever happened to her. And she woke up and it was this blue. She's like, what, where, what's going on? I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Tinker goes, she's a fairy. I'm like, fuck it, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not going to the fairy world for this. I'm, 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 I'm over this show. I'm, I'm totally done with it. I'm done. I don't remember exactly when that happened, but it's like I want to say it's like towards the end of season two or about the middle of season two, and you're just like, what in the solid fuck is this? this <laughs> no, that is was like end of season, case. end of season three or four. Season seasons two, season two is when that woman came to town and turned everybody into the cult members. Remember, remember that part? And that one dude was a shapeshifter. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So this was yes. like end of end of season th- three or four. Yeah. I'm- Either way, you've been waiting 
a while to, to find, find out why. Out. Like, what yeah. the fuck is she? Like, why is everybody like they can like smell her ass coming? <laughs> you know, like they are just like so horny for just it. Um, okay. And yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I that fucking was... hate that too. And they are remaking. They are revamping that right now. Like for HBO, right now. Yeah. Oh shit. Damn it. Can't get away from yeah. it. Um what else was it in the two thousands? Um I don't want to talk about Twilight because that's not really horror. It's just a vampire show. No, it, it was horrific that oh, it was the, so uh, popular. The zombie craze. That was that was huge because I love oh. zombie movies. I, mean, I was like, oh my god, zombies are coming back. You know, I was so fired up about it. I know you look so sad right now. I I hate zombie movies. <sighs> Always have. Like 28 days um, you didn't like? 28 days later? It. I'm sorry. 20, 28 days. 28 days is a movie with Sandra Bullock oh, where, where she is in later. rehab. So please, if you're going to watch this, watch 28 days later, not 28 days, because you're going to be sort of disappointed by Sandra, Sandra Bullock's rehab. So yeah. <laughs> you are going to be waiting on that bitch to turn into a zombie for a minute. The zombies never came. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You gonna be waiting? I'm it's just good, heard a drunken man. stupor singing. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. I don't know what mm-hmm. is this shit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, twenty eight days uh, later was great. Um, twenty eight weeks later, well, uh, and that started like the whole uh, fast zombie. Oh yeah, well, that was with the remake of right? uh, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, oh, that's and they're in right. the mall. Yeah, I, yeah. I forgot about that. You keep me around for something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that was like the first like fat like actual fast zombie you saw, you know, was when they did the remake of twenty eight of not twenty eight days later, but of uh Dawn of the Dead, which I thought was well made, in my opinion. I could be totally wrong. Ving Rings was great in it. Um Oh yeah. Uh what else was there? Um the zombie craze, uh the uh gore porn of Saw, the Saw series of uh hostile um i took a date to watch saw and it was horrible it's a horrible movie in my opinion uh number one i don't i don't get off on all the gore stuff uh number two the acting was horrific it was so bad at the end of the movie everyone in the theater was laughing except for my date and she just didn't know what was going on she wasn't a keeper uh (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I didn't. I watched the first. I watched the first Hostel movie, not for me. I just want to see what all the all the fuss was about. I'm just not into. I'm not into the gore. I'm not. In, I'm not. In, I'm not into gore just for gore's sake. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's if it's telling no, a story, I get it. You know, but just to have body parts flying around for no reason whatsoever, other than other than just say we've got a lot of gore in this movie, it don't do it for me. That being said. Uh, an exception to that rule for me is a, a Peter Jackson film, believe it or not, called Dead Alive. I've, I don't think I've seen, I've heard that before, but I don't think I've seen it though. It's got another title too, um, you know, because it was, it was released in New Zealand first. Mm. Maybe Brain Dead. Okay, is the other title. Um. But I just remember seeing it for the first time whenever I was like 18 years old 
Nidja's scene where he is literally mowing down zombies with <laughs> with a push mower. Like he's just got it up in the air and he's mowing them down. And I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, what is what is this film? I must watch it all. Yeah. Well, like uh, Shaun of the Dead. Did, you know, did the same? Oh yeah. Did, not really horror, but you know, it, it poked fun kind of at the zombie genre, if you want to put it that way. Um, and really well made. If you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, please, please, please watch it. It's it's fantastic. It's a fantastic movie. Simon Pegg. It's great. Um, what else was in two thousands? Anything else stick it out in your mind? Mm. No. No. Twenty uh, tens. Not that I mean, not that I can think of. Uh, what about uh, uh, Benicio? Uh, not Benicio del Toro. I'm an idiot. Who's your homeboy? Oh, Guillermo del Toro. Thank you. I do that all the time too. <laughs> I, well, see, I love Benicio del Toro. I love him like anything he's in. I'll watch it. Yeah, I, don't, I, I lost it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Now. I'll tell you, like, he, I've seen, like, I've actually never seen any of the Hellboy movies. Oh, wow. Um, I, I don't like comic book films. I'm just not. Hellboy was I good. Like comic I, mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, but he, he did some movies in the nineties. Um, he, he does lots of, uh, lots of. Spanish language right. films, obviously. Um, but he did this one with um, that had a youngish Ron Perlman in it called Chronos. And that is a really good film. It's about uh, this ancient beetle that lives inside of this. Uh, I don't know, some sort of machine. And uh, this dude has to give it blood and it will make him younger. And, um, you know, shit goes sideways from there. And eventually, you know, he has to save his granddaughter and all that. But it's a really good film. And he, he Guillermo del Toro does a really great job with developing characters that you give a shit about from the get-go. Um, you don't even have to know their name. You just have to see them. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is a shitty situation. I'm sympathetic with this person. Um, and uh, he, yeah, I, I just feel like he is one of, one of the greatest horror directors, hands down. Right. I'll tell you something you, you mentioned building rapport with the audience, you know, you get to care about somebody. Um, this is like, I went to the theater and saw, um, from dusk till dawn when it, when it came out. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and it's one of those shows that if it's like on stars or something, I'm, I'm going to, I'll turn it on. Even if it's just background music or background sound, I'll turn on from dusk till dawn. Well, this, yeah, was same. this is back before God, I don't even think I was married yet. Um, I was at the house when it, you know, that whole movie for the first hour, there's no inkling at all. That it's a horror movie. 
it's, right. it's almost like, you know, Stephen King is really good about slow rolling almost sometimes to a fault the, 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 the plot just to build rapport between you and, and his character. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that movie was kind of like a Stephen King short story where it is for the first hour. You've, if you, if you don't know the title of the movie or what or anything, it's not a horror movie. It's just yeah. two brothers, try, convicts trying to escape. That's all it is. Well, mom came over and I had it on. And she said, what are you watching? I said, from dusk till dawn. Well, she sat down and started watching it. that George Clooney? Yeah, that's George Clooney. that Quentin Tarantino? That's Quentin Tarantino. Is that Harvey Cottel? That's, Har- that's Harvey Cottel. Very- that's Juliette Lewis? Like, you're naming the whole cast. Yes, who they are. <laughs> what you see is what they are. Went, watching it, watching it, watching it, watching it. Got about an hour 15 in. Boom, Selma Hayek turns into a vampire. She's like, is this a damn vampire movie? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I'm out. And she got up and left. <laughs> she, was, she was not impressed. She's like, hey, I got so, she got so caught up in that movie. And then Selma Hayek's a vampire. Um, yeah, that was a really, it was really a really well done movie. I mean, I like Robert Rodriguez. I like, you know, Desperado, all those movies. Yeah. From Dust to Dawn was fantastic. Again, it was gore, but it was like Quentin Tarantino style gore. It was so slapstick, so much blood all over everything. It was almost slapstick. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, it was just so crazy. Uh, well, and um, it, you know, while it wasn't a Quentin Tarantino movie right. necessarily, like it, uh, it did this thing that Quentin Tarantino movies do which is it build and build and build and then it just came all over your face all of a sudden <laughs> like just what the shit I did not know that was about to happen you know but like in the Kill Bill movies like <laughs> there's it's a laughable amount of blood that is spilled yeah. in those movies and it's like you know, if it had been like a quarter of that amount of blood it would have been really like gore porn, but since it's like, yeah. since it's gallons flowing out of somebody, you're like, okay, that's that's kind of funny because no one's body yeah. can contain that much blood, you know? Right. Uh, so it's it's really weird how we have that cutoff that if we see a spray of blood and that's it, we're like, oh, that was pretty gruesome. But when it's pouring out of somebody's guts and gallons, you're like, oh, God, that's, that's fucking that's, that's hilarious, you know? Yeah. It, it's, we have, it's really weird. Really weird. I don't know if maybe it's just it's maybe I'm just twisted, or if it's a whole human thing that we're able to disconnect when it's like an obscene amount of something. You know, like we know, okay, that that can't be real because nobody's yeah. body would hold thirty eight gallons of blood. You know. No, I'm, I I think that that's fair. Um, yeah, I you know I'm kind of the same way. If it if it's believable, well, I no. Now I just feel like I'm being voyeuristic. That's right. weird. Yeah, you know, I yeah. No, I, I definitely see what you're saying on that. Yeah, I, I think it's it's almost like it's, it's, it turns it turns into a cartoon. That's when, when, right. it's, when it's just so over the top. You know, you're, 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 he just cuts that guy's throat, and there's blood still coming out, and we're into the next scene already. You know, yeah. so we're, we kind have, have like a, a disconnect of, uh, okay, well, that's not real because the dude's still bleeding. It's five minutes later. Um, 
what else was in the 2000s that was hot? 2010s. Um, I mean, I'm sure. I'm trying to think of other things. Oh, that, oh! I, I I remember a thing that was hot. Was oh god! <laughs> Them motherfucking snakes on that motherfucking <laughs> plane. <laughs> oh, it was so fun going going to the theater in this town. I'm going to tell you. Why was it so much fun in that town? The well, the people in that town were so. They like to talk to that movie while it was happening, okay? I'm just kidding. Oh, it was so funny. So I remember the first time I went, this lady just out of nowhere just jumped up and says, you better get me the hell out here. And she just start, like grabs her purse and starts yelling at her husband. And she's just like, you better get me the hell up out here. <laughs> and so she, yeah, she leaves. And then the second time we're there, I remember this one lady is, you know, there's a scene where somebody's in the bathroom. And she's like, that snake's going to bite you on the tootsie. <laughs> That's not like a common word that anyone uses. For sure. Um, but we all knew what she was talking right. about. Right. Yes, we did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just a very vocal, very, very, uh, very expressive people in that town. I, I, I loved it. I also went to see Rob Zombie's Halloween remake, where one lady yelled out so as to help the main character. Whenever uh, Michael Myers had fallen through a roof, she informed her, Bitch, he ain't dead. <laughs> it was a newsflash, so, right? They're, they're just helpful. They are helpful <laughs> people in that town. Let's go, let's go to Rob Zombie for a minute because that, we kind of skipped right over him. There was so, it's so weird that we, you know, you're like, Man, what were some good horror movies that came out like when I was in college or I was in high school? You're, you're starting to rack in your brain. And this make a mention a director or an actor. It's like, oh, he was in this and he was in that, or she was in this and right. she was in that, or that they directed that, or whatever it was. <clears throat> Rob, of course, I've been a fan of Rob Zombies from when I was in high school with White, White Zombie, Zombie and then then he'd do his solo stuff or whatever. So when I heard he was going to direct horror movies, I'm like, kitty up. I am on board. Whatever Rob Zombie I mean, does, because, go ahead. Yeah, like his shit with White Zombie was like listening to a horror film. His music videos were horror films. I mean, it was yes. so. It was like um, it was like you could take an acid trip to a horror show without taking the actual drugs. You know, all of his yeah. all of his music videos were just so, you know, uh, psychedelic and stuff. Um, and so when when I heard about House of a Thousand Corpses, I'm like, oh, I'm. Hook me up. Let's do this. Went to the theater. I'm like, what in the fuck am I watching? What is this? You know, it's like some makeup changing the channels on the on the on the movie screen. It yeah. was he was <clears throat> looking back. You know, it's a, it's a it's a decent movie, um, because it was kind of artsy, but it was like he was trying really hard to be artsy. And you know, I found uh, 
the sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, yeah. Which is, uh, Devil's Rejects. Yes, Devil's Rejects. Yeah, I got you. Don't worry. Um, I found that one to be a better film, oh, absolutely. in my opinion. That's what I was going to say. I think House of a Thousand Corpses, he was kind of laying out the lore of of this family. So you mm-hmm. can kind of get an idea of where they were coming from, you know. <clears throat> and the movie might have also been as a victim of the time, because that was in 2002 or three. I was still in college when yeah. it went on. Um, yeah, Devil's Rejects, I thought was, that's another... I love Rob Zombie because he takes these really gruesome scenes or just, you know, ultra violent scenes. And he puts like some of my favorite music to the back of it that don't belong there. Like, you know, playing yeah. Buck Owens while the girl's cutting a guy's throat. You know, I got a tiger by the tail and he's, and she's sawing somebody's head off. You know, like that, mm-hmm. that song does not go. That song. I listened to in the pickup truck with my grandpa when I was five years old. That song don't belong in this movie. With this girl cutting a guy's yeah. head off, you know, I think Rob hits hits that that able he's able to mix the inappropriate moments so well because now when I hear Buck Owens, I don't think about hauling lumber with my grandpa. I think about some girl cutting a guy's head off. That kind of kind of destroys yeah. the moment for me. <laughs> no, but <clears throat> yeah, uh, Devil's Rejects was great. Three from Hell was was good. It was okay. It was no devil's rejects, but yeah. Um, um, you know, that being said, I, I did not care for his first Halloween remake. Um, I did like the second part. Like, I, I don't know if maybe I just like his sequels better or what, but I, yeah, there were at least a couple of scenes in that, that I'm like, that was horror movie gold. Um, and, and one of those, the, okay, so in Halloween 2, Halloween 1 spent the whole time basically just telling you who this kid Michael Myers was. And then in the second one, you know, he gets out of this uh, facility that he was in and he is looking, he's looking to kill his sister. And he, up until this point in these two movies, after he was about 11, from 11 to adulthood, he did not speak anymore. And you didn't know if it was because maybe he was that traumatized. I mean, he was just a little kid and he's been through a lot. I mean, yeah, he's crazy, but like he's been through a lot. Um, uh, if he just... Uh, Maybe he's got some sort of mental defect. You know, what's his deal? But uh, he he's left this mental hospital. He is out in this field. And this guy and his son come through there in a pickup truck. And they're going to fuck with him. And they get out of the truck. And they were going to hit him or something. And, uh... <laughs> He, of course, like just kills the fuck out of them instantly. There's a girl still sitting in the truck and she is just screaming her fucking head off. Like (laughs) you can't do anything but sit there frozen and screaming. He walks over to the truck. He drags her the fuck out. She's laying on the ground. 
still fucking screaming. This lady's just an air raid siren. <laughs> he has finally had enough of her shit and says, fucking die and slams down the knife into her three times. So hard you hear bone crunch. Oh, God. And it was so... It was so good. It was such a great cinema moment. Like, you know, you find out so many things like, oh, that was a fucking choice for him to be quiet. I, wow, I'm scared on a lot of levels right now. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I really did like that film a whole lot. And I could say a lot of, I could just pick apart all of Devil's Rejects. I've seen that film a billion times and that's a, that's another one of the he he used the soundtrack he utilized his actors very well very yeah. well and just for anybody who had to, hadn't seen that trilogy of of Rob Zombie films you don't have to watch the first one you don't have to watch House of a Thousand Corpses to enjoy The Devil's Rejects um, no I don't think so no I think The Devil's Rejects Devil's Rejects can really stand alone. Uh, as a single film, uh, Three from Hell, the, the the third film in that trilogy, it, it if you want to believe the ending of Devil's Rejects, don't watch the third one because the third one's a continuance of of the second one. Um, I know you said you weren't you were not happy that the third one because to you, the Devil's Rejects ended. That was the end at the end, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I highly suggest to watch Devil's Rejects. Um, if, if you have a problem with language, don't watch them because. Well, and that's just it. You said, you know, you could still enjoy Devil's Rejects. I don't know if enjoy is the proper <laughs> word. No, I mean, if, if you're a horror fan, I, I think you will enjoy You'll You'll enjoy the ride of Devil's Rejects. I mean, it is a, it's a cocaine fueled ride for sure. It's, there's no. There is no neutral gear in that gearbox. No, he, he you start, will leave. The movie starts out in sixth gear and it don't stop. <laughs> it's a yeah. wide open movie. Um, very well done. Like the soundtrack, I think, is Rob Zombie always does such a good job with soundtrack because he's a music guy. Um, but yeah, it's um, a fa- Devil's Rejects is a fantastic movie if you're into horror and you don't mind the gratuitous word use of the F word. I mean, I know I, <clears throat> we use, we use the F word on this show. I mean, we're, we're not, we're not saying that, that you should, I think that you can break the F word meter at a certain point because there's points in that, in that movie where it's just every other word is fuck. And I'm like, man, this could tone it. It's it gotta be used for, for a reason. <laughs> I, I like, yeah. I like to use cursing kind of as an art form, <laughs> make things nice and, and to punctuate certain things, not in devil's rejects, I like, man. I like to just kind of pepper it over my thing. <laughs> right. I don't like it to be a long line of them. I don't <laughs> like to rant dressing it, you know, like, <laughs> I just smear it on there. Um, what else has caught your, your eye here recently? As far as horror um, well, goes. Well, I'll tell you, uh, recently, as far as horror goes, there, horror, you know, the way we consume media nowadays, it's, 
it's a lot different. Like, oh, yeah. you know, we don't just have, you know, not everybody has cable TV and stuff. Well, it's just like um, I said about I, The Witch. You know, I wanted to watch The wanted to watch the Witch, which you told me is a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, I had to get in the car and go to Blockbuster or go to Movie Gallery or somewhere else and hope they had a copy right. there. Now, man, any movie you want to see, you can pull it up on some kind of service, if not for free, yeah. on YouTube. Um, right. Uh, um, go ahead. I well, that being said, um, I have a horror movie streaming service called Shutter. Um, I was going to ask you about. It. Do you do you like it? I do. I mean, is, is, I there, love is there it. enough? Is there enough uh, variety of decent stuff to to watch? Yeah, there's a, there's so much good content. Um, the, yeah, it's varied. It's broken up into different categories. Um, a lot more organized than this conversation has been. I can tell you that. Um, but like, you know, I mean, it's like, do you want to watch a movie about ghosts? Do you want to watch a movie about nightmare vacations? Do you want to, you know, I mean, like, what do you want to watch film about? We got it. You know, um, you can also watch live shutter TV. Um, which, you know, they've always got some sort of shutter content on there, like, you know, they're all movies or, gotcha. um, you know, they, I mean, they also have other content. It's not just stuff they've created. Um, but that being said, uh, back in the day on a channel called TNT, there used to be a show called Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs. And Joe Bob Briggs is, well, the king of the drive-in. I mean, he just, you know, he, he was another one of those that, that tried to teach people of a certain generation to to love movies, love B-films, love love the shitty things and, and appreciate them for what they are. And he has his own series on there called Joe Bob The Last Drive-In. Um, and you know, there's several seasons, uh, but every time there's a holiday, like he's going to do a special and shutter shows it live. Okay. Yeah. And I, that is, that's one reason that I had to subscribe to. I was like, yeah, you guys are not going to be having Joe Bob specials (laughs) and not let me in on it. Okay. (laughs) Cause I don't care if he is like nearly 70. I'm always. I'm always going to have a bit of an old dude crush on him. You know, we didn't talk about, I think it's one of my favorite horror movies, but I think it's 40 years too. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We just skated right over that. Hey, was there anything from the seventies? Nope. Moving on. (laughs) No, I mean that, that was, you ever heard of anyone named Toby Hooper? No, That, Wait, I mean, that movie was, it was like a, uh, that was the one I thought I'd went too far. That was the one horror movie <clears throat> as a kid. I mean, I was like seven or eight when I saw it the first time. Um, Ooh. yeah, I mean, I was young. I was young when I watched that, you know, and that movie was shot, you know, in, in my childhood, it was so real to me, you know, Maybe I was just, maybe I just didn't know what was going on, but it was shot almost like a documentary in some parts with a shaking camera and whatnot, you know? 
So right, right. And no, it it did have a bit of a kind of a home movie sort of feel to it. Um, and you know, I mean, Toby Hoover did that shit on the fucking cheap, cheap too. Yeah. Um, but managed to scare people to fucking death. I mean, that movie is a oh, it's such it, it does such a great job of building up tension um, and just building a great deal of, of red a lot of and dread flat out mm. fear like you terrified. at a certain I was point you are just child. yes <laughs> at a certain point you are identifying with this skinny little blonde girl and you just want her to get the fuck out like she's not doing so well and you're not either like just get it together let's go we gotta run and i remember being like maybe 21 or 22 and I didn't have to work that night, but my boyfriend at the time did. And, like, I was sitting in our living room watching this by myself with the lights off for about 15 minutes. And then every <laughs> light came on came real quick. On. That's right. <laughs> and I didn't go to the bathroom until he got home and made him go with me. Okay, like, I was, oh, I was so afraid that somebody was going to, yeah, kill me and take my face off and then wear it. Stand in the middle of the road, swing a chainsaw over their head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I would just ride away, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laugh, crying in the back of a pickup truck as you yeah. drive away from him. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was one of those. I mean, oh, it's something else we need to talk about too is found the, the found footage movement uh, in movies. That was, that started kind of like with Blair Witch back in the 90s. No. I'm sorry. Excuse me. No, Hit not me. excuse you, excuse Blair Witch. Okay, you did not do that. Blair Witch did that. It started with the movie Broadcast. Um, not familiar. Which, yeah, I know because Blair Witch completely stole their <laughs> fucking thunder. But it came out like a year before. Okay. Um, it was about uh, the Jersey Devil. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. And, uh, and and the Jersey Pine Barrens, like just the New Jersey Pine Barrens in general. Um, and it has a it has a bit of a twist at the end. Um, it's it's a decent film. It's you know, it, I wouldn't say it holds up to the test of time. At the time that it came out, I remember thinking, "Whoa, dude, this is awesome." <laughs> But I was like 16 or 17. I thought that the movie End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger was really <laughs> the, awesome. The top too. shit, right. <laughs> like, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it really was or not, but I do know that it came out before the Blair, Blair Witch. Witch Project. It was, like yeah. a, it was just like, like every four years, it was another found footage movie. It was uh, first Blair Witch, and then you had... Uh, Cloverfield, and you had Chronicle, which Chronicle really wasn't a horror movie. It was just kind of a superhero movie. Or it was flirting with it. It was, yeah. It was really. I liked Chronicle. I liked the way it was made. I don't mm-hmm. know if you give a shit about it or not. But I thought it was. Oh it was no, a I watched it. Really cool movie. I watched it and I liked it. Um, something else I wanted to talk about was how um, 
I said, there's not, we had this conversation the other day when I pitched this to you. I said that there hasn't been any really good horror movies that came out probably in the last three or four years. Oh, but you said I was wrong, which is possible because I just don't, I don't keep up with it as much as I used to. Um, the only one I've really watched here recently was, was three from hell. Uh, just because I was already invested in, in that whole story. Um, but I talked to you about how true crime has kind of took the place of horror and suspense. It's, it's like we talked about having, you know, gore porn back in, in the two thousands. That's it's yeah. kind of become like, it's like murder porn, you know, I, you know, it really is. And I think that, um, you know, it, in the beginning, there were like these shows like Forensic Files and things like that that just like you know mammals would watch <laughs> in in between like Judge Judy and City Young and the Restless. Yeah, like yeah. I, yeah, and then it just I don't know. It all of a sudden blew up, and I don't know if maybe that happened. Uh, you know people kind of became true crime obsessed about the time that, uh, I guess the OJ case happened. Like, yeah, and, and were, even before then, I, I think that the first true crime, uh, show I saw was the paradise lost about the West Memphis three, the whole documentary oh, that was on yeah. HBO. I think that was probably like the first, first thing I recognized as true crime. Um, of course we watched, you know, you have like all the, the TV magazine shows like, like Dateline and things like that, that covered stuff. Right. Unsolved Mysteries was kind of true crime mm-hmm. in a way back yeah. in the eighties. Um, oh, absolutely. but it's become, you know, now they have, they have whole TV stations now, you know, investigation discovery and whatnot that that's right. That's committed to true crime. Um, and there's, Eight billion podcasts committed uh, that do true crime podcasts. Yeah, um, um, and you know, I think that uh, probably Serial was the biggest one, mm-hmm. like that that really just led the the movement to that whole whole thing blowing up with with true crime podcasts. Right. Um, and my favorite murderer, which they kind of do like a true crime comedy uh, thing. Um. I'm, I am not a fan of that one, um, personally. <laughs> I've never listened to it. I just know it's at the top of the charts all the time. So. Right. And, so and somebody listening to it. I have, um, I have, I've heard a million good things. I really have. Um, and I have listened to it for myself. It's not for me. Um, right. they're not, they're not terrible people. It's not a terrible show. It's not for me. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, I just listen to what's for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of became, um, you know, it, it used to only people who were into any kind of true crime or, uh, serial killer stuff were people who were kind of on the fringes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But people that didn't know how to hide their shame real well. <laughs> it's, but now it's like, like, you know, there's like, I said, there's 18 million podcasts about true crime. There's, TV stations dedicated, TV networks dedicated to true crime now. Um, right. And it's kind of, and there's, there's more and more based on a true story movies being made of true crime. And um, I know it seems like, 
like everybody's like, oh, made up horror is not good enough anymore. I need to see some some real shit, you know. So like they just dive into these just crazy cases of just serial killers and mass murderers. Yeah. And just, it's crazy shit sometimes. Well, I think I think for me, I I don't like I can't say what anyone else's interest is in it. Um, for me, I am very curious as to what makes the human brain work on a regular day. Mm. And so whenever you're wired up wrong, it gets even more interesting to me. And I like to, I like to try to understand the ins and outs of that, even though I am, I am understanding slowly but surely that, yeah, I can't really understand because I'm not, I'm not wired up like that. So I can't really understand it. You haven't been through the experiences Um, that person went through. You know, you didn't have the formative years that that person did. Yeah. And I think, I think another reason why I have always kind of been into true crime is because I knew from a very young age that, um, on my biological father's side, um, his brother, my uncle Terry, was murdered. Um, his skull was found in the river bottom. Holy shit! Um, and by, by two hunters, and yeah, it was over drugs. Um, but nobody really knows who exactly did it. But they've got a good idea, and you know, small town politics, all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. That's, that's never been solved. It's never going to be solved. Um, and that, I don't know, that's kind of infuriating. And there's nothing to be done about it because I come from poor people. Yeah. And there, yeah, there's there's nothing to be done. But um, it, yeah, it doesn't stop me from being, from being interested and wanting to know I don't know, I guess maybe know my enemy a little bit because, you know, as a woman being in the world, like you do have to worry about going out at night who you're going to be with or if you're going to be by yourself. And so, yeah, I do like to know what makes me look like a, a fresh steak to a serial killer. (laughs) No, it's, uh, I had told mom one time that if I'm ever, I work, Overnight, as I've said before, um, if I'm leaving, like if I stop at a truck stop or a gas station at night and I'm walking out the door when a woman is walking out, I will purposely, purposely stop next to the door to get my phone out until she gets in her car and leaves because I don't want to seem like I'm trying to stalk this woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe she's not even paying attention to me, but I'm a fairly big guy. You know, six three. He's paying attention. You know? And so I don't want her to say it, you know, getting her mace out ready to hit me if I, if I walk by her. You know, so if I'm walking out the door and there's a woman walking at the same time, I will stop and wait for her to get in her car and leave. So I don't seem like I'm a threat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's I mean, it may just be me being self conscious. But um are there any horror movies that you ever walked out on? Like in a the theater? Wicker Man. What's Wicker Man? Wicker Man. <laughs> the Nick Cage. Yeah, Wicker, fucking Wicker, Man. Wicker Man remake with Nick Cage. It just it was another one of those that 
just lasted for weeks. Um, oh, God, it was, yeah, it was about, I think it was only like two hours long, mm-hmm. that movie, but it felt like it was about four hours long and nothing happened. <laughs> nothing ever happened. Spoiler alert, guys. Nothing fucking happened. <laughs> All right. I think that about wraps it up. I think anything else you want to talk about before we go? Or that about good? Um, no, I think that, that's probably good. All right. Thanks for coming on again. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Anytime. Just let me know whenever you want to come back on. Tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? Oh, God, I don't know. I think I'm going to try to do another one with uh, Harpoon and Jet. It's kind of become like a every other week thing now. I'll try to have somebody else on. The next week, have them on. Just kind of stagger it oh, like okay. that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just, I'll just be here crying until <laughs> you call me again. That's what I'll be here doing. So, you, did, you know, you just let me know. <laughs> No. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. Hope you've had a good one. I, you didn't even tell me that first. I was, I was going I to when we ended first. the show, but you had to step on my exit. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. I love you, hon. I love you. I love all y'all out there. Don't forget to go by tripodbroadcasting.com. Check out Matt and Addison over at Give That Some Thought. Rick and the boys at Barnhill Outdoors. Aaron on I have the high ground for some Star Wars also go by evils.com e-a-b-l-e-s.com use the promo code hango get 15% off thank y'all so much for listening I love all y'all love you Tarika love you guys I hope you have a good one see you next time guys bye